Welcome to another episode of Sports and Discourse with your host, Derry Stevenson. And listen, y'all, I didn't think I was ever going to do this, but I'm trying to be fair. I got a Louisville Cardinal fan on my show, and it's breaking my heart because there's all this hype around the Louisville basketball program. They done hired all of these new coaches, and... Right now, they feeling like they back, like they about to take over Kentucky basketball. So I had to have my guy, Reggie Brown, on the show to tell me why Kentucky fans need to be afraid of what's happening at Louisville, man. But anyways, Reggie, thank you for coming on the show, my brother. How you been? I mean, I've been doing good, man. Hey, it feels good to be a partner fan right now, man. I, I know it does, man. That's what it seemed <laughs> like, man. So anyways, man, we're going to get right into it, man. So listen, I got some questions written down that I got to ask you, right? So it seems like the overwhelming opinion from Kentucky fans is that realistically, Worldwide West, and we all know who that was, that's the guy yeah. behind the Nike and Kentucky recruitment, right? Right. A lot of people are saying he was way more important to Kentucky's success than Kenny Payne was. Do you think that he can recreate that wave of recruiting talent that was a part of Lexington, Kentucky? And is this like, is this really what the Louisville fan base wants? Are y'all ready for this one and done action? Because you see everything that we had to go through with it. Yeah, and I, you know, I used to dog y'all about it. I ain't gonna lie, you know, I'm gonna be 100 straightforward with it. I used to dog y'all about it. But what people don't fail to realize is World Wide West really started at Louisville with Derek Smith. That's how Kenny Payne knows World Wide West. That's why uh, Nolan Smith calls World Wide West his uncle. Because, you know, it started with Derek Smith. And uh, do I think he can re recreate what he had in Lexington? I really do. Louisville was a bigger city, new arena, 22,000C arena. He was going to want to come to play. Louisville was a top 10 program. I argue up and down. UK fans may hate me. You can't tell me Louisville was not a top 10 program. Okay, yeah, our title got vacated, but we still got three titles. You've seen it. Some of y'all was on Broadway with me partying. I was on UofL campus getting pumped. I, I know. It was a buzz, but just with that harm of Kenny Payne and then the connections that he has, the vibe in Louisville right now, man, it's like my father, you know, I wasn't born in the 80s. I was 90, 90 I'm a 90s baby, 91. So my father, who was, you know, at the time in his prime, you know, younger, younger ages, probably about 30, like he said, at that time in the 80s when Louisville had Griff and Derek Smith's the Duncan Cardinals, Louisville was fun to be around. It was like, you know, you had players playing in the dirt bowl at the time. College players could play in the dirt bowl. Hell, NBA players could play in the dirt bowl. He said, just that time being in Louisville, he's like, it's fun. He said, like, it's like he feel like he it brought back the 80s. And you feel like y'all about to be on the 80s vibe. Is that what you're telling me? I, I'm not going to say because, you know, with technology, everything has changed since the 80s and these kids now, you know, with NIL, because they were just talking about that earlier. I was just talking about that earlier with my homie. Imagine if NIL was back when Griff played. 
Or imagine if NL was back with hell Jordan and Carolina or uh, all these other superstars we see. Right, when KD played, if LeBron, well, LeBron would have went to college if NIL was back. And what people fail to realize, Kentucky as a whole, Louisville and Kentucky is the number one basketball rating, pro, you know, that watch games, generating money. Louisville, Louisville for a good little while was the top program at generating money for college basketball. So Louisville's a college team. It's just like Kentucky. It's crazy game. That's what's up, man. Well, listen, this is one thing that's kind of worrying me, right? And I know a lot of it's just hype. Some of it may die down, but are you kind of worried that, like, Kenny Payne is kind of being, like, served up as, the, like, the Lord and Savior, man? Like, is is it is it too much pressure for Kenny? I, I don't know if it is too much pressure for him. He should have got the job four years ago, let's be honest. He, he didn't get a fair shake four years ago. He just got a call. He should have got the job four years ago. But uh, I think he's ready for it. You know, it's his first coaching job. He's making great moves, as you can see, how we're hiring those. And then bringing on Danny Manning. And then getting the Justin, you know, pre as the son for Rock Nation. So it's definitely creating a buzz. He's definitely building the program how he wants to build it. He definitely got his hands on the program. So I don't know. It, I, don't, I wouldn't say too much pressure for him. I feel like he's been made for this moment. He's been groomed for this moment. All right. Well, then I got to ask you this, right? To sort of piggyback off of that, it's not really been a whole lot of coaches that have had a lot of success when they go back and coach their alma maters, right? And you can look at some right. of the guys like Patrick Ewing at Georgetown wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. Chris Mullen at St. John's. Penny in Memphis, he kind of struggling right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody thought he was going to be a smash, and it's kind of been a little rocky for Penny. And then you got mm-hmm. Juwan Howard in Michigan. I mean, is he? You know, he had a little success, but not really that much. So, are you kind of concerned that a whole lot of players really haven't had much success going back to their schools? I'm not concerned at all because you want me to tell you one reason why. Why those players, those players you named, Jawan, Patrick, they all started their careers on NBA benches. Kenny started his career on a college bench at Oregon. Then he moved to Kentucky. You know, y'all, y'all call yourself the greatest program of all time. So, you know, you had to learn from the best. He's all the years that he spent in college and been around the college game, he knows how it's played, even with it changing. With him going to the NBA for those two years, basically gave him another notch of, okay, he can go coach in the NBA and develop players in the NBA. As you can see, the first year he did start, Julius Randle wins the Most Improved Player Award last year. So, I mean, the, the man's track record speaks for itself. And I feel like he can develop players here at Louisville. You know, we got the, we're just like that with the top facilities and they're building a new dorm over, you know, over on the campus. He's been there. He's seen what it looks like. So, yeah, I, I most definitely think – I think he'll be good. I don't think it'd be a problem like Jawan. Uh, you know, most of these kids, most of the parents do. All right. Well, and what, then with Penny, you know, and, you know, with Penny, Penny started as an AAU coach. Right. So. Yeah, like uh, they had a big uh, Nike uh, camp down here at KBA. I think it was the IBL or whatever they call it. Is that what they call it, the mm-hmm. IBL? The, the yeah. E-Y-B-L, E-Y-B-L, E-Y-B-L. That's what it yeah. is. And it was yeah. the year that um, – I think it was the year where for Kentucky when we had Monk and Fox and them boys 
And uh, I seen Penny in there. He had his AAU squad, so you're right. Um, yeah. But one thing I got to ask you is, it seemed like Kenny Payne wasn't really interested in being a head coach for a minute because, you know, it seemed like he was cool being an assistant at Kentucky. Then, <coughs> you know, you figure if he would have left Kentucky, you figure it would have been for a head coaching job, but he left for an assistant job. So to me, it kind of seemed like almost like he had to be like talked into the job. Um, almost kind of forced into it honestly like because it it just seemed kind of like as soon as y'all's uh job as soon as there was a vacancy everybody was on his head and i couldn't imagine how it was to actually be him because i just know what the buzz was here i mean i was mad because i wanted y'all to get um who was it who was that y'all was looking at before um uh it was uh the guy from baylor drew chris uh uh Auburn's coach Bruce Pearl, they have Bruce said. Bruce Pearl. Like yeah. I wanted Earl y'all to Musselman. get, yeah, I wanted y'all to get one of them guys, especially Bruce Pearl, because I kind of always felt like Kenny was going to end up taking the Kentucky job, uh, but right. it just seemed like he wasn't really into it. Are you afraid that maybe he might get burnt out with the head coaching responsibilities, or maybe that's just not really his thing? Um, that he kind of liked being the assistant. Like, are you concerned about that at all? I'm not concerned about that because they said it's been reported that he had a chance to go to Coach DePaul. Mm-hmm. DePaul offered him the job. He turned it down. Sometimes, man, you know, at Kentucky, he was making top dollar. He was a top paid assistant. Right. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, man, you, you, you wait, you wait for, you wait for those special jobs. And some, and I even got the assumption that he was basically waiting for the rural job. Like, he knew Chris, he, he probably knew Chris Mack was on that. Not to seeing what was going on, I'm glad we got rid of him. Right, but like I said, Kenny Shea got the job four years ago. I, I feel like he he's he's been perfectly groomed for this, and I feel like he's ready for the challenge. That's what's up. Uh, unfortunately, first year head coach, so you know, it's, you already know what he wants to do. He wants to get up and down. So. Right, I'll, it's always kind of rocky, man. Um, them first years, uh, you just never know how it's going to turn out. Um. But he got some good players actually coming back. You know, some of the headaches that was a part of the team went away, but he got I think he got a nice solid core coming back and just whatever they add to it. You right. know, we we're, we're in the running for a couple of players. We're in the running for the Tennessee transfer. Uh, the West Virginia transfer is supposed to be here on the 29th. So And y'all probably gonna get DJ. I don't know. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna do that far yet. <laughs> go on, go on record, y'all getting DJ man. Speak on yeah, it, man. I, 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 don't, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not that type. You know, I, I like to know when they sign and they and it's and it's been mailed to Louisville and I faxed to Louisville and it's signed. And yeah, I'd be happy. But till then, I ain't falling for it. Word. All right. Well, let let's let's take it left a little bit, right? Now, y'all never had a black head coach yet. Do you feel like? Even with Kentucky now, Kentucky's had a black head basketball and football coach. Football y'all coach, had a yeah. black football coach, but football. y'all never had a black basketball coach. Do you feel like it might have been a little pressure on the university to start looking at a black person? And after you answer that, do you think that it could end up being one of those situations like with the Miami Dolphins where if he's not successful, 
it could end up being funny and y'all might end up having a situation like we had with Tubby where half of the fans think Tubby deserved to be fired and half of the fans half think Tubby was fired because he was black. Yeah, I I really think there was pressure. You know, the older older uh, cats from back in the day, the 80s, J.E.'s and them, Butch Beers, they removed his name from all of the stuff at Louisville. Like, they most definitely was pressure. Griff was on them. It, they most definitely put pressure on the university to hire the first black coach. And it, it's time. It's time. The perfect guy was sitting right there waiting for you. And I do feel like if he isn't successful, that it is going to be some of those fans, like, he shouldn't be fired. I should, I should be fired. So, yeah. All right, that's what's up. Um, well, let me just ask you this, right? So, like you said, things are already starting to buzz a little bit. Y'all got some transfers coming in to meet with y'all. Y'all looking like y'all gonna get, you know, at least a couple of top recruits, right? So, for next year, with this being his first year. What would be like your success, or how would you look at the recruiting class? What would be a successful class for you for next year? Top, a, a, top, a top ten class would be successful for me. Top ten. If he can pull, if, if he can pull off a top ten class, that would be successful for me. And then now let's take it down a couple years down the road. Like let's say maybe three to five years. What do you expect from him in three to five years? Uh, multiple NCAA tournament uh, appearances. I might have to throw a Final Four in there, man. You know, you know, at least a Lee A, at least, you know, because you don't know what's going to come down from the FBI. You That's know, true. they saying, you know, we, we could get punished, we could, we could not. You know, we was a repeat, repeat offender. So, now we're, it, it's been so long since that stuff has happened. We're out of our probation for the strippers. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I don't know if they don't wipe the, the slate clean. You know, Mitch Barnhart is on the staff. You know, Kenny had meetings with Mitch and Kyle before he took the job. So, like you said, he wouldn't have took the job if he knew something bad was going on, going to happen. You know? Right. So, since you said, you know, in three to five years, you expect to be basically final, but, final four level. Are you telling me? Then the next couple of seasons, you're gonna have the like a number one to number three recruiting class. Is that gonna become the norm for I you can guys? See it. I most definitely just see it because, like you said, if he can pull off DJ, pulling off DJ brings you the fourth and fifth ranked player, basically. And then you already got Caleb Lynn, who's at Mail, who's shooting up the rankings fast. He's a nice uh, six seven. Downloading man, Mill Shane Behanna. Uh, but I feel like he has better potential than Shane. Like he, he's not distracted. His parents is gonna be on. So, yeah, I feel like we can. Yeah, he's gonna have a nice recruiting class if he can land DJ next year. Those top, those four that he like with Caleb already already committed. If he can get DJ and then he gets his two homies, I feel like he's gonna yeah he's gonna rock man. The young center is gonna be rock. Yes, sir. And that's one thing I have I have yet to do is I have not watched the game in the Yum, a.k.a. the Bum Center yet. But but I I wouldn't mind checking y'all out, but I got to rock Kentucky gear, though, no matter what. If I come to the the Bum Center, I have to either rock the opposing team's uniform or I got to wear Kentucky gear. I can't wear Louisville gear, man. 
but I, but okay, I, that's fine. but I've never been actually inside the Yum Center yet, man. So that's probably Yum's nice, man. I've been there. Me and my wife went there for a concert. I took my uh, kids there. They brought wrestling here. They brought Raw and they did a home event, and okay. I took them both. And then we do Disney on Ice, Monster Truck. Hey, man, it's nice. That's what's up, man. And um, you know, I know everything is moving quickly for y'all, but one thing I gotta ask you is. For next season, what would be a successful season for Louisville Cardinals? Make the tournament. Just making the tournament? Just making the tournament. Man. I think we've been out of the tournament the last, what, three years, two years? The year, the last two years we've been out, the year before that we lost first round, and the year before that we didn't go. So you're being, yeah, so you're being been, real, it's, it's been a, you're being real conservative right now. Yeah. If we, if we do some uh, UNC stuff and go to the championship game, I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that if if y'all were to make the tournament, but that's it? Like, say you had a tournament like we had this year, right? And you got bounced in the first round. Do you think that would start problems with Kenny Payne being the coach immediately, or do you think he got some leeway? I think he got some leeway. I think he got some leeway. Because the last six, five years has been, you know, Bad. That's what's up, man. Well, hey, listen, I ain't gonna hold you too long, but I gotta ask you one more question, man. When is it gonna become time for Kentucky fans to be afraid of Louisville, man? Man, I'm I'm always gonna say, I'm always gonna say y'all should be afraid of us now. You know. Just with Kenny, man, you know, with Kenny being there, I'm not going to say we're going to beat y'all next year because I've seen y'all, I've seen y'all, uh, what y'all got coming. And we're also coming back. That's big. That's real big. And I, I think y'all really going to make some noise next year. A lot of people don't joke with y'all. But, man, I, I say within the next two or, two or three years, two or three years, we're going to be right there with y'all. There you have it, man. From the man himself, Reggie Brown. He man. said all Kentucky fans better be on notice. Two <laughs> on to three notice. And I'm years. gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say something to Mr. Eric Gurdon, the, the number one U of L hater. I don't know why he hates me. Say it he to probably him. used to be a he used to be a fan, man. You know, it's an old picture of Eric back in the day having the Cardinal jersey on. <laughs> Tell me it's all right, man. Then he went to the Duke Blue Devils. So, you know, they're a little upset we took no one. All good, man. We don't bust their ass like we usually do. So what you're telling me right now is Louisville's about to take over the ACC as well. I'm going to say it. Yep. I'm on mark. I'm on, I'm on ready. We don't take over the ACC. That's what's up, man. There you have it, man. Reggie Brown saying Louisville's coming for the throne. They taking over the ACC. They they taking over the best basketball program in Kentucky. That That's what y'all hear from the man. And we're gonna see in 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 three to five years, like he said. I'm gonna be man. right here. To, I'm gonna be right here to stand on it if we don't. That's what's up, brother. I appreciate it, man. Well, yeah, man. Do your thing, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, and we'll get back at it during basketball season for sure. And we'll have to see what these Cardinals is doing, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me, brother. Absolutely. You take it easy, man. And I'll see y'all next time. Sports and discourse with Derek Stevenson.